0: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about ideas and observations about how to build more happiness into everyday life without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. This week we'll talk about planning 18 for 2018 and interview the legendary cartoonist and writer Roz Chast. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I cannot wait to hear your list of 18 goals for 2018.
1: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA. And Gretch, I am just as anxious to hear yours. I can't wait. Yes, yes. And then we'll have to have a competition as to who's accomplishing them faster. <laughs> yes. Of course yes. you'll win. No, I don't know. Because you're one who likes to cross tasks off.
0: Well, I put some easy tasks on my list, as will be revealed, so that I get some instant <laughs> gratification. Um, but listen, I have to say, we had such a great Christmas together. It's so fun when we're both in Kansas City at the same time.
1: Yeah, another awesome Christmas. And we got Jack got a lot of cousin time, so yes. that was nice. Yes. Um, Gretchen, before we dive in, we want to remind everyone that every day in January, we're going to be posting something on Instagram, a picture of something that makes us happier um, or healthier, helps us keep our good habits uh, with the hashtag happier podcast. And we want everyone to join us and then we can um, all feel good about all these happy things in our lives. Yes.
0: Well, it was, it was hugely fun last year. So we're going to bring it back for 2018. And Alyssa, speaking yes. of 2018... Our try this at home tip is plan your 18 for 2018. And in episode 147, we introduced this idea, which was our way of adapting an idea from our listener, Mary, because in her happiness project, she decided to do 35 things while she was 35 years old. And in that episode, we talked about our first five, but we promised that we would reveal our full 18. So to hear the first five, go back to 147. Um, (laughs) But let's pick up, Elizabeth, with your list. Now we had talked about maybe putting something on each other's lists, but we did not do that. So maybe we'll do that next year.
1: Okay, yeah, that'll be step two. <laughs> step yeah. two.
0: Yeah. So what are what yeah. what's the rest of your list look like?
1: Okay, uh, number six is get my wall of photos up. Adam and I want to do a wall of family photos, so get getting that up. Is nice number six. Number seven is starting my outdoor glassware collection because now we're doing all this outdoor entertaining. I need to have plastic, nice plastic to use out there. Oh, nice. Uh, number eight, have a dinner party. This has been a dream of mine for <laughs> like a decade. So yes. have a
0: dinner party. Yes, yes. Your renovation, uh, nine, your renovation is winding down like the time is right.
1: Yes. Okay, number nine, this is really high-minded. Mm-hmm. refresh my botox mm-hmm. i've discussed on Half happier in hollywood that i use a little bit of botox i'm too lazy to do it very often which is why i had to put it on this list mm-hmm. but i've just been noticing that i really could use it so okay. i'm sure we'll hear from people who don't like that idea but it's on my list okay uh number 10 see my college friends all of my college friends are on the East Coast, yeah. right? Like from, you know, Miami to New York. And it's like, to and, and one's in Massachusetts. And it's like, I just need to see them. So that's on my list. Well,
0: but your number uh, your, your number four was plan a family trip to New York City. So maybe you can combine those things. Ah, uh, yes. Because um, it's a long way to come to the East Coast, but there's a lot of people you want to see here.
1: Yes. Number 11 is figure out Instagram story. So I'm good with the Instagram, Gretch, but I cannot figure out this Instagram story. And everyone's doing Instagram story and I feel totally out of it.
0: Okay. On my list, foreshadowing, I'm also going to talk about upping my Instagram game. So maybe you and I can collaborate on like really, really getting our hands around how to use all the bells and whistles of Instagram. I would like to do that. We can collaborate.
1: Uh, number 12, I want to read the book Feminist Fight Club. My sister-in-law, Olivia, gave it to me for Christmas last year, and she loves it, and I still haven't read it, and I've heard it's great. <laughs> number 13, Gretch comes with a recommendation from Eliza, which is watch American Vandal on Netflix. Oh,
0: yes, she recommended it on Eliza starting at 16, and I have been meaning to watch it too. Oh, I didn't put it on my list, but that's a good one.
1: Yeah. Uh, number 14 is take Jack to Disneyland at least twice, and that's because I have a free pass to Disneyland, and I've never used it, Ooh. so I want to use it. And Gretchen, that's because I work for Disney, and so I have a free pass to go to Disney. Ah. Um, Disneyland, whenever I want, um, aside from certain blackout dates. So um, I want to use my pass because I never use it. Yeah, that's great. 15, host a Happier in Hollywood meetup. You and I had a meetup in LA uh, when you were in town this summer for Happier. Yeah. And Sarah and I want to host one for Happier in Hollywood. Oh, how fun. A lot of mine are sort of socializing related, I'm
0: realizing. A lot
1: of, you know... Entertainings.
0: That makes sense because you, you're a person who really values friendship and connecting. And I think you feel like that's something that gets pushed out in just sort yes. of the busyness of everyday life. So that makes sense that this would be on your list. This is excellent. It sounds like it's working just the way it's supposed to.
1: 16 is go away for a weekend with just Adam. Oh, nice. We, I think we've only done that once, maybe twice since Jack was born. So it seems like a nice romantic thing to do. Number 17 is send out Christmas cards next year. I have oh. never sent out Christmas cards in oh. like, you know, other things that are sort of signals of adulthood. I think sending out Christmas cards is one of them. So oh. I'm uh, putting that on the list. And truthfully, that's probably the most daunting item on this list. That, for me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, Start early. Then, that's all I can say. Start early. It takes longer than you think.
1: And then 18, Gretchen, this is probably the one I'm most chagrined about is um to get my fat frozen this is a very la item
0: i don't even know what that is like
1: there's this procedure you can get where they like i don't even quite understand it i i keep grilling people about it who've had it done but it's like you get your fat frozen and it sort of melts away and it it's just a little helper on the uh losing weight front so my thing is if i lose 10 pounds then i'll get my fat frozen so I, I, you know, we'll see.
0: Oh, so I, I totally misunderstood. It, it's frozen, like as a way to get rid of it. I thought it was frozen, like save it as this precious resource, like getting oh. your eggs frozen or getting, you know, your <laughs> no, no, no. Because I was like, why do you want to like? Fr- oh, okay. Have a yeah. pound. Yeah, of yeah, fat no, in yeah. The what, what, do you remember that part from um, bite Club? Uh, yeah, I, my mind just, I did not understand that. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's very vain and it's very L.A., but it's on my list. It's very L.A. I'm just I'm being. Honest, there you Being go. Honest. Hey, we well, got to be honest with the list, you got to be real. Um, okay, Gretch, I'm dying to hear yours. Okay,
0: so mine, I, you know, I didn't step back and look for themes the way you did. That was a good thing. I should, I wish I should have done that. Like, oh, they're all about social socializing, but maybe we'll figure it out. So, one of mine is to take Eleanor to get her contacts checked because mm. she got contacts and she can put them in, but she says that they hurt her eyes and, and um, I kept saying like, you just have to get used to them. But I think clearly like for some reason mm. they're not working. So I need to like make an appointment, take her in, have that whole thing checked out. I wrote on my blog about a project that I did with his friend called four to Llewellyn's edge, which is like the coolest thing that I've ever created in oh, my whole I life. Love it. Yes. It's a photo project that we did with our children and we did another one Called report to the committee on exploration and we just stalled out mm. and i need to just we've got this amazing guy that we're working for and i but we just need to like every week you know what's the next thing what's the next thing because we're almost done with it and we just need to carry it over the finish line so that will be like a huge source yeah. of happiness when it's done i just need to like
1: that's like years uh, yes, culmination of years,
0: years yes and so it's foolish now not to do those last little steps but i just need to focus And speaking of focus, I need to create a work calendar for the year. I realized this year is unusual for me. I have a lot of little projects, like instead of one big project or two big projects. And so I need to have, and I'm trying to figure out, should I do this month by month or should I do it by sort of like different areas that I'm working in? But I need to have something that I can have on my wall that at a glance, I can sort of remind myself of everything I've got going. Because I keep all of a sudden being like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot about this thing that I'm supposed to, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel kind of scattered. And speaking of that... I have these two little weird books. One is called Outer Order Inner Calm, which is done, which is just this funny little book I wrote about Outer Order and Inner Calm. And then I'm also doing this weird little book called My Color Pilgrimage, and I need to figure out what the heck to do with it. So I need to, like, again, get these things in process. You know, like, can I sell Outer Order Inner Calm? Like how, you know, just I, I did the fun part, which is writing it. Now I have to, again push it through.
1: I've said it before and I'll say it again. You are the only person I know who (laughs) writes books for fun, just like for the heck of it. And you're like, oh, I wrote this book in my spare time. I've got to do something with it. Like, I love that about you.
0: Well, they are little, little books. But um, yeah, no, I am not a person of broad interest, I I have to say. (laughs) And then, you know, I love the sense of smell. I'm like obsessed with the sense of smell. And for a while, I was really like using that all the time. But I have sort of fallen out of the habit of like putting on perfume several times a day and like smelling my smell collection of weird, bizarre smells or burning scented candles. So I really want to get back into the habit of tapping into my love of that. And that brings me to number 11, which is I have a friend who's also obsessed with smell and every once in a while we'll go on a field trip to some like bizarre store or perfume store or scent store. And Alyssa, you said you said before that you wanted me to introduce a note of whimsy, and so my yes. my my note of whimsy is I'm going on a perfume field trip with this friend, so I have to oh, schedule fun. that. Yeah. You know? Number twelve is, you know, I do my Ask Gretchen Rubin live uh, show on Facebook, and I need to upgrade my phone so that I have a better mm. camera.
1: I am hearing amazing things about the iPhone 10, by
0: the way. Oh, are you? Because I don't... Yeah. But like I know on Happier in Hollywood, Sarah was talking about how much she loved the portrait setting, but I, my phone's too old. I don't even have the portrait setting. So I'm just realizing... Yeah, it. I and don't either. I need to upgrade. Uh, okay. And I talked about this. I, one of mine is to understand Instagram features and use it regularly. So you and I are going to hold each other accountable on that. Maybe we'll talk each other through. Oh, this is one that I meant to do for the new year and kind of forgot, which is to think of a cause as a family and really talk about what we wanted to support and decide, let's set aside a certain amount of money and decide to give it as a family. It's just a way to talk through what do we think is important? What do we want to support? I think that'd be a good family exercise.
1: Well, that's a great idea. You know what? I'm going to add a number 19 to my list and put that on my list. Yeah. I think that's something I have
0: 19 for 18. There you go. Don't stop at 18. One is I need to write this workshop, this four tendencies workshop. That's just like a big, I don't know. Is that legit to just put like a work item on there? But I'm like, I don't I'm,
1: know. You're the focus of your scratch is very work oriented. If mine is socializing, um, yours is, is very work oriented.
0: Well, best. you know, I wonder if that's because I've been traveling so much in the fall that I feel mm-hmm. like I'm disconnected from my usual um, yeah work habits. And so I'm feeling yeah. this yearning to like, because a lot of this is about getting a handle on execution mm-hmm. you're right because i have felt very like like i can't i just don't have enough time at my desk this is kind of the, like for the last several months we have all this stuff with housing works is where we give away like our books and our clothes or anything you know we want to donate and it's all in our guest room and it's just been mm-hmm. there's just the piles have been growing and growing so i need to deal with that um oh number 17 is basically for listeners I've had a steady stream of requests for a list of the try this at home um, tips and also the happiness hacks. Like people saying, like, do you have a list of these somewhere? And I've always been like, no, I don't have a list. And okay, I think the time has come. I'll make a list and then I'll try to update it at the end of every year. So I'll get this going through wherever I am. And then that'll just be a resource that people can have whenever they ask it. But I just need to that won't be hard. I just need to sit down and do it. And then finally, number 18, I use Shutterfly as a way to make family photo albums. And I looked back to see how long it had been since I'd actually like taken pictures and turned them into a physical book. And it's been like 13 and a half months. So oh. I need to go. And that again, that won't be hard, but it takes focus because you have to go through and like, which picture do you want to do it and create a file? And it, it's, it's just like a process that I've been putting off for too long. So I want to do that. And then again, I'll get the photo album will be so exciting. I have this big treat at the end, but I have to get through the grunt work of it. All right.
1: So those are our lists. We have a lot of exciting things coming up, Gretchen. Yeah. You just have to actually follow through now.
0: Now I printed out my list and I posted it on my corkboard. Elizabeth, have you like put your list up oh. somewhere?
1: I have not, but I need to. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it. Yeah, I think I'll I'll put it in my work office on the bulletin board by my treadmill desk.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, because I think it it is the kind of thing where part of it is just having it up. Like you were saying before, in the earlier episode about buying a black purse. Once it's in your mind, then you're much yeah. more likely to do it. And it's interesting just as, as why this works, because already from the previous episode, we've gotten a lot of people's lists and people are really having fun with it. I think there's all different ways of making. There's New Year's resolutions. There's the way we picked one word theme for the year. That's another way of. There's all different ways of making lists or setting priorities. And I think they all have kind of their own fun and their own strength and appeal. And so it's fun to have different ways of doing it because I yeah. think you, you sort of tackle different aspects of how to be happier because you think about it in kind of a different way depending on what the format is. Yes. So let us know if you do try this at home. And as I said, we've already been getting lots of lists. They are tons of fun to see. I think I'm going to start adding more to my list, kind of my my shadow list of things that I'm copying from other people's lists. And it's fun to see how people, like, a lot of them have been very elaborate in their presentation. So let us know what you try and if it's working for you and what's on your list. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or you can go to happiercast.com slash 149. This is episode 149 for everything related to this episode.
1: Coming up, we talk to the brilliant Roz Chast. But first, a little break. Do you wonder what Donald Trump says to the reporters he calls up in the middle of the night?
0: Phone rings and it's Trump's assistant and she says, Mr. Trump is on the phone for you. Hold on. And that's the thing. It's like he just calls.
1: Maybe you wonder why liberals sometimes seem so intolerant of opinions other than their own. There's an orthodoxy you're supposed to conform to. And if you don't, you become a
0: bad, evil
1: person. Maybe you're the sort of person who wonders if we're ready for the next global pandemic.
0: The most dangerous scenario is where something breaks out somewhere else in the world and then it's coming into the U.S.
1: I'm Jeffrey Goldberg. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Atlantic, and I want you to join me on my new podcast, The Atlantic Interview, where I ask all these questions and more of Bill Gates, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, Maggie Haberman, and many, many others. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Gretchen, we have a great interview today. Our guest is a genius. (laughs) We are thrilled to be talking to Roz Chast, an American cartoonist and a staff cartoonist for The New Yorker. Since 1978, she has published more than a thousand cartoons in
0: The New Yorker. And she also writes books. She's a number one New York Times bestselling author. She wrote the brilliant, thought-provoking, very unusual memoir about her relationship with her parents called Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, which won many prestigious awards and is a fantastic book. She has a new super charming book called Going Into Town, A Love Letter to New York. So, Roz, welcome so much. It's so exciting to have you here in the studio in Brooklyn. Oh, well, I'm thrilled to be here. Now, did you come? I know you live in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Did you come from there?
2: No, actually, I have a little, as a friend of mine calls it, a pomme de terre in the city. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I came from
0: my place in the city. Oh, okay. Well, so you have this beautiful book going into town all about New York. And I love New York. Elizabeth lived in New York and and only recently has sort of stopped mourning for New York because she lives in L.A., so, but, explain to people how you got the idea for this book, because I think it's so charming
2: well the the original idea for the book came from the fact that my daughter uh, went to school at School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. But, as you mentioned, we she grew up in Connecticut, where we lived. And she'd come into the city with me many, many times. but, I wanted to check before she left for college to see how much of the city, the layout of the city she understood, partly because, uh, you know, just for her own, you know, sense of security and also because I wanted her to enjoy the city. So, uh, you know, I said, well, the city's laid out like a grid. And she said, what do you mean? Um, And so I got a piece of paper and I'm explaining, here's the avenues, here's the streets. It's very hard to get lost. You know, you want to go from 52nd to 56th Street, you walk uptown four blocks, you know, straightforward. And she actually said to me, what's a block? (gasps) No. Yes, 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 yes. Because we live in this town where there is some sidewalk, but where the street we live on has no sidewalk. And they don't refer to them as blocks. Uh, So that was terminology that she was not you know, completely familiar with. And when I realized this, I realized that we had some work to do. Uh So I made her this booklet. It was about like 12 or 14 pages, just something she could stick in her back pocket, like a little pamphlet about getting around New York. And that was the title of the book was uh, Nina's Basic Guide (laughs) to Manhattan. And uh, it was just... A lot of just sort of, here's the west
0: side, here's the east side. Fifth Avenue divides the east side from the west. Can I just say, when I saw that, I was like, I'm so glad that somebody has just spelled that out because it's one of the great mysteries of New York, which no one ever, no one who lives in New York thinks to tell you. That 135 East 68th Street and 135 West 68th Street have nothing to do with each other, and east becomes west at Fifth.
2: Yes, yes, yes. It's funny. There's things... I realized with like guidebooks to New York, there are these very basic things that they don't tell people. They tell you like where you should go and what you should see. Right. Um. You know, go to Soho, go to the. But they don't tell you this sort of just basic architecture. Yeah. Uh. And I told her about the West Side trains and the East Side trains and what a cross street was. You know, because you're going to hear the term cross street a lot. And it, it had drawings in it. It had little cartoons, little silly drawings, and uh, and. At the end of four years, she gave it back to me and she said, Mom, this was really, really helpful. Thank you so much. And my friends used it and I used it and it looked like pretty, you know, well-worn. It was dog-eared and, you know, notes and stuff. And um, I sent it to my agent. I said, do you think there's a book here? And she said, oh, definitely. So originally, it was going to be just a sort of guide. But as I was writing it, I realized that there was a lot more that I wanted to put in, you know, and not just this guide, but, you know, kind of like a thank you letter and a love letter to Manhattan, because it was really the first time in my life, the first place in my life where I thought
1: I could be maybe happy. Uh Ah, So, Roz, I'm wondering if writing this book helped you process that your daughter was leaving for college. Was that sort of part of the impetus?
2: Oh, you mean writing the book, the pamphlet? You mean writing the pamphlet? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Um. Not, well, I wasn't really, she was my second kid to leave for college. Mm. And also, since she was going to school in New York, I knew I would see her. Mm. Um, So I wasn't like too, I wasn't too freaked out about it. Um, I mean, it probably did a little bit because it was, you know, being able to connect with her a little bit more, but um, I wasn't too freaked out about her going to college.
0: Well, one of the things about being uh, what you do is this just like this need to be constantly creative, constantly seeing potential in things and having a kind of a perspective on it. How, do, or Do you have any habits or anything that you do that feeds your creativity that like or is that not an issue or do you keep notebooks? Do you sit down in the same place every day? Do you never sit down in the same place every day? <laughs> I have yeah. a studio
2: at home. It's sort of now become like two studios. I have the place where I draw, but then I have a sort of little office downstairs where my laptop is. And so Mm. um, I guess I'm pretty much a creature of habit.
0: Uh huh. Uh, And so you don't need to do anything to get ideas. It just seems like you need to be very like what you do. You're very prolific, like you're constantly. I like to do stuff.
2: You Uh know, I like to work. I'm lucky that, you know, I don't have to do just one single thing and do that, you know, Endlessly. It's like even with the cartoons, there's different types of cartoons. There's you know, single panels, there's multi panels, there's, you know, like a full page. Yeah. Maybe thinking about a cover, uh, maybe thinking about something weird collages. And then there's other like crafts things, you know, there's embroideries or you know, I just feel like there's so many different
0: uh things to do. So so for you, it's not a question of having ideas. It's just a question of what's the best what's the best place to express that idea, the best vehicle for that idea? Well,
2: it's both. I mean, yeah, ideas. That's the hardest part is yeah. getting the idea of what to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, That's always the hardest part. Um, but it's that's all part of it,
1: you know. So, like, do you, if you take a walk for, like, if you feel any kind of writer's block or cartoonist block where you would, you know, say, okay, let me do something to stimulate ideas, or do you just sort of wait for them to appear?
2: Um, I write stuff down here and there. I, sometimes I do take walks. I drink coffee. <laughs> um, uh, as one does. As one does. Uh You know, I don't know. Um, I look back at sometimes old cartoons, ones that I like to see if there's a way Mm. of reworking them, if I still believe in the idea. Uh, And that happens a lot, that if I really like a cartoon that's been rejected, a lot of times I look at it and I I don't resubmit it as it is. I, I think, I still like this. Let's see if there's a better way, you know, to
0: edit it, to make it funnier, you know. So, did you, how do you deal with rejection? Like, are you just inured to it when you were starting out? Was it hard? Are you a person who it, takes it rejection just gets, easily? It or?
2: sucks. <laughs> it is never, rejection is terrible. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But there's, um, it's part of what I do, you yeah. know?
0: Well, you're, and actually, cartoon, there's been so much discussion of like how hard it is to like get a cartoon in The New Yorker. I mean, for you, I'm sure it's much easier than it is for, for, the, for, ordinarily but it's just it is a it's so hard and yeah.
2: i get rejected all the time i mean yeah. i didn't tell anything last week this you know it's part of the it's again part of the job but right i also think i'm so lucky to be able to do what i want to do for a living yeah. you know so i always that balances it out you know because it's really the only thing i think i can do
0: No, it's just this reminds me of how yeah. you always say that your job is to be criticized
2: yeah, right. that's pretty it's much true, it. My I job mean, is to be yeah. rejected. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm a TV
0: writer, so just
1: I'm always handing in scripts and they're always getting criticized and you just have to, and it's never fun. But.
2: No, no, it's horrible. You know, especially if you think that you've done something, you know, really wonderful and yeah. it gets, you know, rejected.
1: Yeah. And if you stop caring, that means you've sort of stopped caring. It's right. like right. the pain is part of it. It's part of it.
0: So your new book is Going Into Town, but the book, Can't We Talk About Something More Pleasant, at least to me from the outside, it looked like a very different, a big shift in sort of your creative output. It was a book. It had a very dark tone. It was a memoir, a very personal memoir. Uh, How did you make that shift? Was it something you were thinking about for a long time? Did it feel very different or did it just feel like kind of a natural outgrowth of of what you otherwise do?
2: I think it it felt like a natural outgrowth. Um, I think... There's always been at least one strand in what I do that is somewhat autobiographical. Yes,
0: and that's you can you feel that as a reader. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so this was a sort of natural outgrowth of that. And also in can't we talk about something more pleasant? There were many pages in that book. There were actually cartoons that I had done. Mhm. Um, that were not for, for the book that I had done, you know, in the years previous about things I that had happened with my parents that I had no idea at the time that I would be putting them in this book. But that when I was putting the book together, I realized that this was, you know, perfect for the book. Right, 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 you right. Know?
0: And did you, did you enjoy doing something in such a different form, like extended like that instead of the cartoon kind of when you were to like one page?
2: I enjoyed it in the sense that I I like... there's There's something important it feels like to me to do something different mm-hmm. to it may not be like enjoying the same way like i enjoy going to my favorite mexican restaurant and having like, <laughs> a glass a glass or two of wine or yeah, margarita yeah, yeah it's it's like you know a little bit more panic panicky <laughs> um like not like oh this quesadilla is coming yeah, pretty yeah, soon yeah, yeah. but like right. oh crud yeah. i don't know you know what i'm doing here um But still, it seems important in some way and and gratifying to learn a new thing, to learn how to do a new thing, to kind of get into it and figure out how to do it, Yeah, you know, where the best you can. (laughs) Sometimes it doesn't work.
1: Yeah, Gretchen, that's like you talk about living in an atmosphere of growth, and right. that's like classic atmosphere of growth. It may not feel good, but the results are worth it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. You totally. feel
0: insecure, or anxious, or angry, yeah. or yeah. dumb, or yeah, but you have to push through that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Roz, I'm so curious because there's very few, at least to the world at large, of like p- famous cartoonists. <laughs> you know, it's you and Gary Larson and Charles Schulz. It's like we don't how what's it like to be in that that group cuz so many people this is a job that they would fantasize about having you know what does it feel like
2: oh well like coming here on the subway i just had like fight fighting people <laughs> off <you laughs> the know. paparazzi yeah the paparazzi yeah. <laughs> you know waiting there on the on the l train platform it was like you know they were probably like just very yeah. shy to yeah. come uh-huh. up to me i think yes. you know yes. they, they they knew <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think being a cartoonist, one of the things I like about it is that there's some there's anonymity to uh-huh. it. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not on late night talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just kind of, nobody really knows so much what you look like. Every once in a while, somebody says, are you Lula? And it's like... Yes, I am. I am. Thank you for noticing. But, you know, it's not like.
0: But you, you know. have a very distinctive name. I would imagine that yes. if you said like, "Oh, I'm Roz Chass someplace like some people would be like, "Whoa!" It's not like being named like Stephen Smith or something. Yeah, or there's like yeah, a million it's a distinctive of them. Yeah. name. Yeah.
2: Um. So yeah, but most and your
0: handwriting is so familiar. It's yeah. like I bet you'd be like, you'd be handwriting identified if somebody yeah. ever saw <laughs> yeah. your handwriting, like. Teacher's note, it's like, oh my gosh, this is Ross' task.
2: That's so funny because it just seems like such a nothing handwriting to oh, me. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. It's like your font. Do you have like a font named after you? I. It just
2: seems like such a regular nothing handwriting.
0: Oh, well, you should see <laughs> my handwriting and Alyssa's handwriting. That's, you will yeah. see some true... That's
2: funny. That's funny. Yeah. No, I, I think there is, you know, most writers, I mean, unless you're, you know, a person who's like a personality, most people are, you know, we're anonymous. Right. So, but you're
0: known by name. Like if somebody, uh, yes, said, if yes. somebody said, like, oh, Roz, who's Or cartoons, the work. Yeah. You know, the that, work the is the so work known.
2: Is, yeah. I, and that's, uh, that is how I like
0: it. <laughs> now, Roz, you were very game and took the quiz, the Four yes. Tendencies quiz, so that we could find out what your tendency is. So big reveal. Yeah. I'm What's a, your... I'm a rebel. Ah. But I don't want to be. Now, why don't you want to be a rebel? <laughs> it just seems so, like, I'm gonna,
2: I don't want to, I don't like to offend people and i don't like to like get anybody like i just i i don't know it just um
0: but the thing about being a rebel is you can still have a high value on other people you can be a very considerate person or like you can be a very idealistic person it's just that you're being that way because that's what you choose you don't feel like you have to you're like well if i don't if you ask me to do something and i don't want to do it i just won't but it's not, but I could still show consideration for you as a person.
2: Yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a stealth, stealth rebel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
0: love that term. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and given, I mean, what I know from your upbringing, from your book, maybe that helped you because at a certain oh, yeah. point you were like, I'm, I'm out of here. Um, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, but
2: like if somebody says some something like an idea... And I don't want to do it. Like I'll say, "Wow, that's a really interesting. That's a good idea." You know, but then I'll just do what I want. Just to walk do. away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like the good part of being a rebel. yeah, there's freedom. Yes, there's freedom. There's freedom, but definitely stealth. Uh huh. Definitely. You don't present as. You don't think as a. I hope not. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when I think of rebel, I think of somebody. I don't know wearing like. Black leather. Oh, and, no, 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 yeah.
0: no, no, yeah, no, no. A lot of rubble is just, it's just a question of like, why do you, if somebody asks you to do something, how do you react? Yeah. And it's like if you're like, well, I'll do it if I want, but not if I don't. Yeah. 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 That's pretty much it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. um Now, we often ask people if they have a try this at home tip. Now, maybe do you have a try this at home tip? Is there something that really works for you to be happier or healthier or more productive, more creative? Something that,
2: Well, lately, I've been very into the ukulele. Really? Yes. Oh,
0: Oh, and how did you get into the ukulele?
2: I have a very good friend, Patty Marks. I don't know if you know her, writer. Yeah, yeah, Um, sure. She wrote, um, yes. Yeah, uh, I guess one of the things she is known for, she wrote the emotional support animal piece for The New Yorker. A couple of years ago, oh yeah
0: oh, about where she was, yeah, she leading had a, increasingly large animals yes, onto yes, airplanes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> um, she's uh, yes, she writes for the New Yorker. Yes, yes, she, yes. She's, she's yes. a
2: dear friend, a yes, uh, old friend of mine, and um she went to a wedding this summer, and she was in the wedding band, and she was given a ukulele to play, and. It's a very low bar instrument. Yes. Basically, it's four mm-hmm. strings. It's very lightweight. And if you know three chords, you can play a ton of songs. Really? And and she said, Roz, you have to get a ukulele. So, <laughs> you know, um, I got this ukulele and I thought, well, it was $47. You know, it was from Amazon. Yeah. And I just thought if I and it was turquoise and it, had a, sh- and it had a shark <laughs> bridge. So it was very cute to look at. Right. And I thought. If I don't like it, you know, I'm just out $47, you right. know, so what? So I fell in love with it. I fell totally yeah. in love with it. And so since the beginning of September, I've been playing, and it is really, it is more fun than I could ever have imagined. Because, and it's pretty easy. Like you can- Very easy. Very, very easy. I mean, as opposed to something like... The guitar. uh, The guitar, or even... I mean, I was thinking about, like, you know, learning the violin. You probably have to get a certain amount of good before you even sound like anything. Yes. And then you just can play, like, twinkle, twinkle, little star or something. Uh Um, (laughs) After months. After months. The ukulele... Like within a week, you can be like strumming and like singing, and you also get to sing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's very silly. I mean, my husband hears me singing, and and, <laughs> and and it's like when I'm singing, he says, "You, it's it sounds like you're almost kind of like embodying like this, like who you imagine the singer is." Like when I'm singing, um, like "I'll Fly Away," or like "Oh," or "Rocky Top." I'm sort of obsessed with "Rocky Top." Oh, which right. Is like "Oh, Dolly Parton." Dolly Parton. Or yes. Like, when I'm singing I'm like like suddenly I've like grew, grew up in Appalachia you know I don't know how it happened I'm, wear, I'm wearing like you know this like weird like gingham-y sort of dress and like I'm just like singing you know and oh my I, gosh. and then but then I'm playing like you know sitting on the dock of the bay and I'm like suddenly I'm Otis Redden and, and like yeah I've seen it all I'm sitting on wow. the dock of the bay so it's there's something sort of hilarious to me about a ukulele
0: well even the for, name ukulele I just uh, wanted yeah excuse to say the word ukulele yeah. all the time. Yes. That is a fantastic try this at home. I am going to get a ukulele. Yes. I will not sing with it, but I will strum it. Will you
2: please tell me how it goes? I will. Because it is, it is so much fun and you will... Oh, this is very exciting that you're going to get a ukulele. Oh, 100%. Okay, yes. I am going to get a ukulele. I own three. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is bad. This I is have, a new book. This is. I have one ukulele <laughs> in my apartment in New York. I have another ukulele. Now, those are both, see, also about ukuleles, you have different sizes. The soprano ukulele, which is a smallish one. Then the next size, up, that's 21 inches. It's kind of bitsy. There's actually even in a smaller one called a sopranino, which is uh, uh, totally tiny. It's absurd looking. It's like the size of this book—it's like a dollhouse. It's ukulele. a dollhouse ukulele. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So, the, but the typical ukuleles is a soprano. So I have two of those, and then a concert ukulele, which is two inches. It's like twenty three inches instead of twenty one, and the sound is richer. And that's what I'm obsessed with right okay. now. But it's the same chords. It's the same. Uh, it's four strings. It's it's G C E A. So dun, 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 dun. it's weird. It's a little different from the guitar, but. So much fun. So much fun.
0: Excellent. Yeah. Well, wow. Roz, thank you so much for coming in today. This ah, has been so much fun you, to talk Roz. to you. Well, fun to talk to you, too. Yes. Good uh, luck with the ukulele. Yes, yes, yes. And this book, Going <laughs> Into Town, it's for anybody that give it to anybody who's going to New York because it tells you how to tell if a taxi is taken or not, which mystifies all visitors, how to figure out uptown from downtown. Why you don't get into an empty subway car when all the other cars are full. Um, it's so much fun. It was such a great reflection on New York. So thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up with a happiness demerit.
0: Yes, this just cracks me up. So before I went to London, I was going through my backpack and taking out anything that was heavier that I didn't need just to to lighten my load. And the way I organize my stuff is I have a little mini wallet where I keep my credit cards that I keep deep in my backpack. And then on the outside, I keep my debit card, cash, cash. And my Metro mm. card. And so that's more accessible, but then it's also easier to lose. So that's how I organize things. So I was like, oh, I don't need this thing with my cash and my debit card and my Metro card. I will leave it here in New York City. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't want to just leave it out because it seems weird to just leave like your kind of yeah. a wallet kind of thing out in the open, though why not? I mean, it would have been fine. So I'm going to put it someplace kind of out of sight. I distinctly mm. remember having that thought. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> find it. It's this class, you know, where I'm like, oh, you know, it's like if you put something in a place so that it's not easy to see, pay attention because you will not easily see it when you go looking for it. I
1: have no idea where I put it. This reminds me of when mom hid
0: the silver for (laughs) years. We didn't know where it was. I think we were going out of town maybe and she hid the silver and she could not find it. No. And as I recall, it was underneath a footstool. That finally just got moved. And then it was like, oh, "Oh, there it is. Yeah, no, that was funny. So I have decided to just replicate the wallet. I've had to order a new debit card. Oh, really? Yes, I just feel, I I mean, I had to have a subway card, a metro card. Mm -hmm. Bought the exact same thing. And I feel like an idiot. And I'm sure in like three years (laughs) I'll find it in some perfectly obvious place that I just haven't thought to use. So note to self, if you find yourself thinking, I will put this away in a place so no one will see it. Make sure you really don't do this kind of offhandedly the way I did. Tell a
1: friend. Tell a friend. Yes.
0: Yes. Next time, I'm going to start texting you, you know, these mysterious things. Wallet is in underwear drawer or whatever. Yeah. So what's your gold star? Give us something happy.
1: All right. I have a huge gold star this week, Gretch. Ah. Um, And it goes to Jack's nanny, Cynthia. And I've talked about her on the podcast before, but she makes our life work. Without her, like, it just, it would be a disaster. (laughs) She is just the most wonderful person and nanny. Like, she just, she goes out of her way every day to just care for Jack, like, in such a loving way And she's, you know, strict when she needs to be strict. She's fun when it's, you know, time to be fun. She makes him great meals. She keeps track of his homework. She keeps track of what's going on at school. She makes play dates for him. She does special things for his birthday. I mean, and she just does it all like in the most effortless, seemingly effortless. I'm sure for her, it's a lot of effort pleasant way. And she's just a delight. And I love that she's just in our house every day and part of the family. And um, I just appreciate her so much. And I, you know, I don't often just stop and tell her, hey, I appreciate you. But it really is a daily thing that that, you know, we realize how lucky we are. So I just want to give her a big gold star for being the greatest nanny.
0: Oh, that's such a great gold star that matters so much. Um And that, that, yes, that's a great final note of happiness. Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Make your list of 18 for 2018. Let us know if you tried it and what's on your list. Special thanks to our
1: terrific guest, Roz Chast Her new book is Going Into Town, A Love Letter to New York. She has so many other great books. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft, and Gretchen is at Gretchen Rubin. Remember, for January, post a photo on Instagram of something that makes you happier using hashtag happierpodcast. Our email address is podcast at gretchenrubin.com.
0: And if you like the show, you know what to do. Go ahead and do it please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. The resources for this week, if you would like to see my Habits Manifesto, where I list all my manifesto for changing habits, like what we do every day matters more than what we do once in a while, or when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves, or we should make sure the things we do to feel better don't make us feel worse. If you want to see the manifesto, email me at podcast at And I also have one-pagers if you're trying to do something better than before in 2018. Eating better than before, exercising better than before, reading better than before, or working better than before. I have these one-page things to help you change your habits. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward.